that's that's something that's not happening right now on the recording. The recording is just me and you. You see? Okay. You see? Oh, oh, this makes, yeah, I, I see, I see. Oh, I, 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 I. <clears throat> um, yeah, so this is Hi. the first one of these we're doing. Hi, welcome to uh, something which we've been at least talking about for the majority of probably three, four, five years now? At, at least, like, I mean, at least two years, you know, at least since the pandemic and since we started streaming and everything. But we've had this idea for years, haven't we? Yeah, and a lot of it comes down, a lot of it, the, the, the entire concept comes down to the fact that there are a lot of games that I have played that I consider to be the the best games, or, or some of the best games that I've ever played, that mm -hmm. Sam has not. And then there's also the inverse, where Sam has played a, a lot of games that he would consider the best games of all time that I have not. We've got, like, contrasting and complementing tastes in games, right? So we thought the best way to do sort of reviews for some of our favourite games or some of our most memorable games was to interview each other about them. Yes. And, and then we... we all know Sam loves a good interview. Oh, we and love And I love a good talking interview. about stuff, so... It worked out well. There will be so yeah, nineteen days until our yeah yeah until yeah, our yeah. ten year what's that, anniversary. What's that boy? What's that boy? Huh? Oh, Good man. lord, it doesn't feel that long, does it? It doesn't at all. And you know, kind of a fitting game for the uh, for the ten year anniversary. Would you say? Would you say this is your favorite game of all time, or like top five, or top five? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I would certainly say that it is my most purchased game of all time. Okay. Um, <laughs> because I bought it three times on the PlayStation 2. Thank you, brother, for scratching discs. Oof. Uh, I then bought it when it came out on the PS3 re-release, remaster. Uh, I then bought it on the Vita. Uh, I now also own it on the PC, which uh, if you're watching any gameplay footage, that is where that's come from. Lovely. Um, First of all, shall we just watch the trailer for this game that we're going to review? Should we to all do off, it together? We're going to, to start off, we're going to watch the original PlayStation 2 release trailer. Let's get into the trailer. Oh, of course, it's in... 4-3, uh... yeah. Yeah. This is your story. Your story? The player's story, or is he just addressing the character there? Uh, so this, the voiceover here is, I, I can't actually hear the voiceover, but it's Oren, uh, a character that is, well, very important to the story, uh, talking to the main character who is uh, Tidus or Titus, uh, depending on whether you pronounce it correctly or not, who is this blonde-looking chap here. This handsome boy. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much over this, but that was the answer to the question that you were asking. Well, she's a cutie. But yeah, uh, so this is Yuna. She is uh, what is called a summoner. Um, remarkably, she summons things, uh, but her main role is to uh, send people. Now, the sending is what is happening right here. 
Um, and this point in the game is actually shortly after a point a little later in the trailer, which will which I'll point out. But uh, essentially, the big bad has attacked uh, this village. This is Bicknell Village. Uh, that's not that's somewhat completely different. That um, wasn't pre-rendered, was it? That was that looked like game that, that like in-engine footage. That was in-engine stuff. Mm. So this is all pre-rendered, and it is beautiful. And the soundtrack just all spot on. Started um, I believe right now what you're hearing is a song called The Hymn of the Faith, and now it's this is the attack on Bicknell Village that she is sending people. Okay. But essentially, I will defeat essentially the sending is her uh, guiding the souls of the, the deceased to the far plane. I like this big fella. This That's big tusky walrusy fella. So that's another thing that summoners do, is they can use uh, what is called the faith, which you see these little um, sparkly things that are coming off of people as they die. Mm. That's, that's called the faith. That is the souls of the deceased. Now, some most souls get sent to the far plane, which is essentially to, to, to heaven. Um, but some are donated for lack of a better term, to summoners, to uh, as as these summons. Let's take a step back, right? Give me the give me the elevator pitch for this game. Not like not like to to appeal to me, but just in general, like describe the basics of this game. You have to guide a summoner from the start of their journey to the end of their journey. Uh, in their battle against sin, which is not a a theoretical thing, it is a physical manifestation of all of the mm-hmm. wrongdoing that people of Spira have done. So, what I would say is that um, if you were to compare this trailer to any other Final Fantasy game trailer, you will notice a very distinct difference between them. Okay. The first half of this trailer is very much about the spiritual and religious aspects of the world. And then the second half is sort of like, you know, there's a couple of explosions and a couple of fights and, you know, you see the big, big old summon anima. Mm-hmm. Whereas other Final Fantasy games, you just, it's it's all action. It's all action, very little story. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the difference. This is the first Final Fantasy title on what is widely considered what the 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 best console that has ever ever released, the PlayStation Two. And one of the best selling from, consoles ever, right? Definitely, definitely one of the best selling consoles. And you went from having so so Final Fantasy VII happened on the PlayStation Two, mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation One, and everybody loved that. But Final Fantasy VII was split across four discs. Yes. Four discs? Uh, Several discs, anyway. Yeah. Then you had Final Fantasy VIII, which I prefer to Final Fantasy VII, but a lot of people thought was not as good, so Mm -hmm. it was less well-received. Still sold sold like nobody's business, because it's a Final Fantasy title. But didn't sell as much as Final Fantasy VII. It's not going to get a remake. The most recent remaster is shoddy at best. 
Uh, and then Final Fantasy IX came out towards the end of the PlayStation 1 life cycle. And that was, again, pretty poorly received. Mm-hmm. Still a Final Fantasy title, so it's probably got pretty high Metacritic ratings and uh, you know critical reviews. But you went from you went from having uh, you know these these games that are on multiple discs to having a single DVD filled with the entire content of Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. So. Not only were they able to do higher resolution textures, they were also able to include full full motion CGI cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And just the sheer scale of the game in comparison to the three previous Final Fantasy titles is something that was unprecedented and it sort of blew everybody out of the water. Mm-hmm. You know, these are these are full cutscenes, these are you know. 80% of the game has got uh, voice acting. There's something to be said for the immersion of that, right? Not just the voice acting, but the f- uh, the fact that, like, on the PS1, like you say, the game's spread across four discs, so you have to physically get up, take the disc out of your PlayStation, put another disc in. I know that it's not, like, a huge ordeal, um, but we don't have to do any of that these days. And just having one huge world that you can explore and just get lost in. I guess that's a huge step forward for the franchise itself, isn't it? Yeah, and it is It is a huge world. I mean, the part, parts of Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII are huge as well. Mm. But there, there is a point in Final Fantasy X where you just... Essentially, you, you, are, you are free to roam wherever. Like mm-hmm. wherever you want to go back to the start, you can go back to the start. You want to go fight the main boss and end of the game, you can do that. And it it it's just open and big, and all of the areas are three D rendered. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just an absolutely massive game. So so, what's your sort of personal history with the game? You did you play it? When it released? Uh, I played it when I first got a PlayStation 2. So we're, we're talking tail end of 2001, beginning of 2002. So mm-hmm. probably 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 six to 12 months after it was released. So I, ha- I have an interesting history with it because it is not an easy game if you don't pay attention. And I was a twelve-year-old who thought I knew everything. So I got stuck. So initially, I got stuck on the first boss battle. Mm-hmm. Put the game back in its case. Played the other game for I don't know three months. Came back to it. Um. Then I then I put about one hundred and twenty hours into the game itself. Oh wow! Uh, on PlayStation Two. Uh, o- over the course of several years. Yeah. Um, got to the the penultimate boss, who who is essentially the so so the the penultimate boss is essentially the big final boss. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a another boss afterwards. Um, you know, but what can I say? God God goes down really easy. Um, if you know how to kill him. <laughs> 
and you hear I that, could God. not get past. I could not get past the the, the penultimate boss. Uh, no matter what I did, and because of where I'd saved the game, uh, I couldn't go back and level myself up more. Yeah, you couldn't go back and grind. You were stuck in an area where you couldn't grind. You couldn't. You had one way to go, and it was forward against this boss that you were completely stuck on. Yep, pretty much. Um, so, did you ever finish the game back then? Then on PlayStation Two? No. Oh wow! Not even, not even, not even since that point where I've where I've done, you know, alternate playthroughs and mm-hmm. and you know played on my PlayStation Two. No, I I I didn't get past that boss. That boss was. And still is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it does have one of the greatest boss battle theme tunes of all time. Final Fantasy are known uh, for their incredible boss battle themes, aren't they? Final Fantasy X has one of the finest soundtracks on any game ever. I can believe and it. I can say that with, without, you know, any... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Yeah, uh, it's what it's one of the things that draws me into the game is the soundtrack, um, the the opening uh, the opening piano piece, uh, which I believe is just called Zanakund, is just absolutely beautiful, and you can just listen to it and just you you can feel all the emotion that goes into it. Mm-hmm. The game it, the game itself is is kind of interesting from a story perspective as well. Um, because you start in the middle of the game. In the middle of the story, sort of thing. You you start in, well. Uh, in the trailer, there is a a point where uh, the, there's a shot of it zooming into uh, a couple of swords stuck in the sand and some mm-hmm. and a ball, and then there's the faith sort of twisting around it. Uh, that's the opening shot, and that's uh, that is just before the whole group makes their way to the final temple to get the final Aeon. Um, and the Aeons are the, the summons. Um, so so what happens is uh, the main character stands up from a bonfire and walks over and views over this ruined and destroyed city. Um, and he starts to tell you his story. Uh and that's where you then go back to him starting in this ruined and destroyed city back when it was in its heyday. And from that point, you then play all the way up until the point where he's finished telling his story. And that's about that's about halfway through the main game itself. And then you go off, you do the the whole Xanagan stuff, and then you go and kill Sin and you know. But it's it's just this interesting, different way of starting a game. Yeah, and start, the... starting it, starting it in the middle, and then you you work your way up to that point as if that character's retelling that story almost, and then you that's yeah. about halfway, and then you go from there. It's almost like a really extended prologue, except instead of a prologue, it's literally half the game. Log. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's the log. It's not the prologue. It's not the epilogue. It's the log. Yep. Um, there, there is a there, there are a number of of themes that go through the story as well. There's the theme of there's it's there is a very very strong religious theme that runs through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. There is a very strong um, 
friendship bond that goes through the whole thing, uh, life and death and uh, good and bad, you know, all all of those those key things. But it's it's the main character coming to terms with the fact that it's not he's not living in the shadow of his father. Uh, he's not the secondary person in this in this world and that this is actually his story mm-hmm. you know it's it he decides what he gets to do and it's it's yeah it's it's a a, a very uh main character centric story when you get to the end of it despite the fact that for a lot of the story you do feel like you're on the outside looking in Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, that's 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 the two halves of the story. Is you you know up until that point, you do feel like the you know you are you are just um, along for the ride almost. Al- yeah, along for the ride. You are an outsider in this world. You don't know anything about this world. And mm-hmm. then you get to this point, and then y- you learn some things on the lead up to this bonfire that sort of entirely changed the story mm-hmm. and it and changed the, you know, it's one of those moments where, where the character sort of clicks and goes, Oh wow. Is that what I've been saying this entire time? And does it change and, your perception of the game as, yes, as the player then? Yes. I th- I, it's 20 years old. I think we can do away with spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, Summoner uh, Yuna, who is the the female character, her father um, banished Sin. Okay, so they he, he killed Sin, and Sin was gone for ten years, mm-hmm. and now Sin has returned. So summoners have to go and kill him again. Um, her father gave his life to do so, and everybody knows that, apart from you, until the point where you get told. No, don't you realize Yuna is going to die? See. But all the way through, you've been pushing forwards and going, "Yeah, come on, let's go get Sin. Let's go, let's go kill mm-hmm. Sin. Let's go do this as quickly as we can. Let's go, blah blah blah." And then you just get this twist of, "No, no, 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 no. She is going to die. Summoners give their lives so that Sin is gone for ten years. That's it. There is no, no hows and whys about it. You know, she mm-hmm. is." making the march towards her death. So you, all this time, you've been playing the sort of almost swashbuckling adventure hero. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody else has been looking at you going, why do you want this girl to die? Right, I see. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, It's a a bit of an emotional hit when it eventually happens as well. Mm Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about the story. Is is that the main draw for you? Is it the story and the themes and and initially yes, on the first playthrough definitely. Uh the gameplay itself is probably the best turn based gameplay that you will you will play in a in a game. So that that I was I was going to ask about that about the 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 combat itself and stuff like that because 
when I think about like traditional JRPGs, like the older Final Fantasies and like the Dragon Quests, uh, I think of completely turn-based stuff. And then I think about stuff like maybe Final Fantasy 15 and I've never played it, so I'm not 100%, but it's, is it like active turn-based or something that how, yes. how they refer to it? Where does Final Fantasy X sit? Final Fantasy X sits at the final turn-based Final Fantasy game. For, for the final true turn-based Final Fantasy game. Okay. Uh, you enter into the battle. You are uh, essentially you are ranked by speed mm-hmm. uh, or agility. I think the actual stat is. Um, and on the on the right hand side, you have a, a a turn list, and you know you you go through the turn list. You can delay mm-hmm. people's turns. You can make yourself go faster to more turns. Um, and the. But the but the difference between this and say something like Final Fantasy VII is the fact that the so Final Fantasy VII has has a has a sort of like a a turn based as uh, a, a turn meter that fills up faster the faster your character is, mm-hmm. and once that gets to its max, you then take your turn, regardless of you know if there's somebody waiting to take a turn or not. This is very much a case of if it is your turn, nobody else can do anything. Yeah. So there's a lot of strategy in that to, you know, try and you, know, you you can look at the turns and say, okay, right, so I've got this turn, th- this character goes, then this character goes, then the enemy goes, and then this character goes. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to make sure that my character stays alive from the the bad guy's turn. So I need to I need to make sure that I heal this person. Yeah. Do I do that with this person or this person? And then do the big damage with the person after the, you know. So there's there's a lot of of you know predictive strategy in there. Yeah. Um, it's always which, the question. Is, it's is, always the question with those sort of things. Is like like say if there's two of your characters, then the enemy, then one of your characters. Do you say okay? Do I try and go for the kill with these two characters, um, and and maybe risk them getting a big hit on me? Do I protect us so that they can't get a hit on me and then slowly whittle away at them? The traditional JRPG combat. I mean, yes and no, because, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of RPG systems where you can't turn, you can't have a turn again until everybody's had a turn. Mm -hmm. Whereas this isn't, this isn't that, this is, uh, this is all effect, all affected by agility and spells and items, mm-hmm. um, and then you also have a special meter which fills up based on uh, initial. At least initially, it's based on I think the amount of damage you take, but there okay. are there are a number of different uh, charge a number of different charge methods that you can unlock per character based on different actions mm. that they can take. So, for example, if I've got a white mage, I could then one of one of the options is I could set the set the uh, the overdrive gorge to charge whenever they heal somebody. So it's it's not based on how much how much damage they're doing; it's based on how much how much they're healing somebody, mm-hmm. or it could be how, how much damage they they're dealing, how much damage they're taking. Um, it could be it could be to do with 
how many turns they're having. So if you've got a very quick character that is going to have a number of turns and do, you know, small but rapid damage, then you could you could set it to the number of turns turns rather than the amount of damage being done, so that you then get that big overdrive which will then do massive damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, or again, depend the, the the nine different characters have different different overdrives. Uh, one of the character uses um, uses enemy moves against them. One of them, one of them does a lot of damage to a single opponent. One of them does a lot of damage to multiple opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them can mix two items that you've got in your bag to create some sort of mega item. Uh, and based on the two items that you mix together, you could you could do damage to them. You could do healing to yourself, or you could do a sort of combination of the two, where it does damage to a single person and then. That damage gets absorbed into the person who's doing the overdrive. Okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of small little differences that that make up the that that means that team makeup is very important. And you can only have three characters on the field at a time out of the Is it nine? Yuna, Waka, Lulu, Riku, Tidus, Kamari, Oren. Might be seven, um, but you can only have three of them on the on the field at, at any one time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got you've got to decide. Okay, well, do I want my white mage on the field? Do I want my physical attacker on the field? Do I want a a, a magic user on the field? And each of them, at least initially, has the, has their own strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Where. But over over the period of the game, using uh, the upgrade system, which is called a sphere grid, um, which hopefully at some point in this gameplay that we're we're, we're looking at, I will be able to demonstrate. Um, the each of them becomes more more rounded, and if you fill out the sphere sphere grid correctly, then um, you can max out every single stat, and everyone's as good as each other at everything. Okay. And then it just comes down to and then it just comes down to the weapons themselves. Which uh, you know will each have their own abilities and do various things for the, the the characters themselves. So you're telling me I could max out all the characters and then just choose my team based on cuteness, right? Yes. Wonderful. Sold. Good luck. <laughs> the original Final Fantasy Ten came out. And was a real success. And mm-hmm. then the international edition came out in in the international territories, um, where there were additions added in. And so, so the the, the final boss, the final boss, the the penultimate boss that I'm ta- I was talking about earlier, which mm-hmm. I struggled to beat. Uh, is one of the easiest bosses in the game. Oh, so the not the one you struggled against, but the one after that. Nope, the one I struggled against is one of the easiest bosses in the game. Oh, how does that work? There are there are other optional bosses that happen, you know, throughout. So, um, as well as having the main story, there are there are also certain side parts that you mm-hmm. can do. One of which is um, in in each area, you will get a certain selection of of creatures. 
Now, once you get to an area called the Calmlands, which is a, a great big expanse of just destruction and green, um, there's a load of destroyed airplanes in the mm. in the ground, and then just everything is just overgrown with green because it's been years. Uh, and it's actually the site of the previous battle against Sid. Um, Which is why everything's destroyed, right? Yeah, and why it's also called the Calmlands because it's the land from which the so when you defeat sin the that period after you defeat sin is called the calm mm-hmm. um and once you get to the calm lands you get access to an area of of the game which is uh, essentially it's a, a a creature den and they sell items which will allow you to capture the creatures that you're facing mm-hmm. um if you if you do the final uh damaging blow with one of those items, you will be able to catch up to 10 of each of these creatures. Uh, if you catch all of the uh, one of each of the creatures in the in say the calmlands, then the the creature posts will be like, hey, I think I can combine all these creatures so that you can fight them. And then they will combine the DNA of all of these all of these fiends. Okay. Into one big old badass boss. Big old chunky boy. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, areas, and then uh, there are a lot of creatures in each of the areas. Mm-hmm. Ten of each. If you if you get ten of each, then you can do a big old bad version of that. Uh, if, if you get all of them in the area, then you can do a big old bad version for the area. If you get all of a certain type across multiple areas... You could do so. So there's a there's a flying bird thing that looks like a, a bomb with like uh, it's like a big old big old sphere, two big old dangly legs and a big old neck with a with a with a beak. Oh, fantastic! Um, there's there's a number of different versions of those across all of the all of the areas. Mm-hmm. If you catch them, combine them, you can, you can fight a big old one that has got six billion health and will kill you just by farting in your direction. This this um, sounds like either a completionist dream or nightmare. I can't quite oh, tell. It is a completionist nightmare because those are not even the hardest bosses. Okay. The hardest the hardest boss is a boss called Penance. I'm starting to um, see some of the themes of this game, you know, defeating yeah, sin, yeah. Def- defeating penance. Yeah. Um Penance is a, a boss that can you can max out all of your attack, defense, and everything stats, and then pump everything else into HP, and it will still, it can still two hit you. Oh my god! And then it's also immune to a number of status conditions mm-hmm. and all of this. And you have it is it is one of the hardest battles that you will ever do in any game. Ever. So, so how do you how do you fight against something like that? You've got I'm... to you've got to be you've got to be clever. You've got to use uh buff spells, you've got to use um, you know, you've got to speed yourself up so you have more turns than it. And essentially it's just about whittling it down whilst keeping yourself alive. Mm-hmm. Um you 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 have to to know what buffs and nerfs to put on different items that you have and just get lucky. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it is it is tough. I have never beaten it. Really? 
I've I've only ever fought it once, and I was not prepared. I didn't even get a move. <laughs> wow. I didn't get a move. It just went, ah, ah, you are small, smoosh. You know, I always think Pokemon should do something like that. You yes. know, they've got all these legendaries, and obviously there's like Dynamax battles and stuff, which tried to do that, but I always think going on a quest through a dungeon to find this big old boss and it being like the equivalent of a level 200 or something, but there's just one of them. Is, I mean, yeah, they they sort of did that with Dynamax raids, mm. but that just and the, the problem with Pokemon is the fact that, that you've got types. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there are always going to be weaknesses to those types, so if you've got a, a move that's weak, that's strong against it, you just spam that move. Mm-hmm. Um, to get to penance, you don't have to go through a dungeon. You don't have to go through anything. You just walk up to a a certain part in the game and go, "Hi, penance," <laughs> and it goes, "Are oh, you dead?" Oh, it sneezes in your general direction, and your party just wipes out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you've talked a lot about like about the game itself and about what you love and about its themes and everything. But obviously this is a 20-year-old game we're talking about and we're, we're, we're on to Final Fantasy 16 next, aren't we? And then and we've had... I mean, re- if, if, you could, if you consider that... If you consider that the 16th Final Fantasy, that is. Because obviously Final was Fantasy a- X was the, the first title that spawned a sequel. Yeah, there's ten and ten two, and then there's three thirteen games, and there's seven remake, which is its own series now. So there's yep. there's sequels, to, there's numbered sequels, just numbered sequels, which is crazy. Final Fantasy ten would be top five for for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's probably top one in terms of memeability, because there is a certain scene that in the English language version is so cringeworthy it hurts. <laughs> Um, the original release had a number of issues with it as well, where specifically one boss battle that you get to towards the end, um, there is a about a, I think it's ten and a half minutes of a cutscene, unskippable, that Ooh. just launches you straight into a very difficult boss battle, which if you're not prepared for it, will wipe you out, and then you have to go back and watch that same ten and a half minute cutscene. And then watch it again, and mm-hmm. watch it again, and it is it is considered at that point in the game uh, one of the hardest. It, it is it is you know that there is a there is a there's a definite curve to difficulty, and it's it's one of the steepest jumps between previous boss battle to present boss battle that there is in the game, with a ten minute cutscene beforehand that on the PS2 version you cannot skip. That's great, isn't it? That's such a that's such a relic. Unskippable cutscenes in oh. general, but unskippable yeah. unskippable cutscenes before a boss that you have to watch every single time you face that boss. Yeah, such a relic. Oh, yeah. of you the... would you would never get away. That would that would be an immediate one out of ten if you did that in a game these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the remaster has thankfully put in a cutscene skipper. Yeah. So you can you can just skip over these cutscenes. I mean, watch it the first time. Definitely watch it the first time because, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of it's a big old law dump, mm-hmm. um, and the, the the boss themselves isn't bad to look at, but um, 
Trust me, trust me. That's where Rule 34 came from. That that single <laughs> boss battle. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where if you if you were playing the original PlayStation 2 version, then yes, that would be rather frustrating. But they fixed it in remasters, so people playing it they today. It. Yeah. yeah. Building off of that, we've talked about like what you love. What are some of the what are some of the flaws? So that that would definitely be a flaw in the original PlayStation 2 version. Mm-hmm. Um the the place where I got stuck in a constant loop of you know moving forwards, fail at the boss battle, move forwards, fail at the boss battle, never mm-hmm. have a chance at you know, leveling up, that is no longer in the game either in part in the remaster. They've removed that save point. Because essentially that's a soft block, isn't it? No, because if so so I I got very close to defeating that boss. It's 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 not a soft lock because you can beat the boss. You have to get everything perfect mm. and hope that RNG doesn't, you know, mess you up. But it's it's almost as close to a soft lock as you can get if you do go in under leveled yeah. and you, yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, and then Some of the some of the voice acting moments are a little bit cringy. Are, a little, um, are they a little bit two thousand and one translated from an anime game? Well, not an anime game, but a JRPG. No, no cringy. these are these are cr- like proper, just bad. No. Um, the voice acting overall is fantastic, and there are some real names in the voice acting cast as well. Um, there are there are definitely difficulty spikes where if you're not prepared, then you will get flattened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there there are a number of points where what that I can think of that when I was playing it through as a younger person, I would I would um I would definitely get stuck at those points. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing it through as an older person, knowing these things are coming, uh. So playing it through on the remaster on the PlayStation 3, I killed that that penultimate boss first time. And I was so angry. Isn't that isn't that just the way? Yeah, Ain't that just was, the way? It was this oh, I'm going I'd, I I I sat there for for a long time going, am I ready for this boss? Am I ready for I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to see how close I can get to killing mm-hmm. it. Did it first time. Mm-hmm. I was like Oh, okay. I guess I'm completing the game now. <laughs> I've done that with bosses, even like not even like you say, with with like maybe a decade in between or, or or whatever it might have been. I've done that on bosses where I'm just trying and trying and trying for for hours. It seems like, and I put the game down, and the next day I come back to it and just wipe the floor with it. It's it's um, it's the Souls like experience, isn't it? Oh yes. So how did it feel once you... Was it a frustration that you'd never done it before, or was it just a... Was it relief you'd finally done it? No, it was a... It was definitely a... Oh, so that's what happens when you play the game correctly. (laughs) And you don't run away from encounters and just kill everything, even if they are tiny. (laughs) Because there was was very much a, a that sort of 
aspect to my my original playthrough on the PlayStation. It was the, uh, I can't be bothered dealing with these tiny critters. I'm just going to run from the battle. Of course, Whereas... like when when I was when I was playing Pokemon as a kid, mainly because this is how my brother played it as well. I'd run from most wild encounters and I'd avoid trainers when I could. You know, when they were when they were rotating on the on the overworld, you do that as kids, don't you? Yeah. And then doing it, doing it in the remaster, it was a case of, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to kill this thing. I want the sphere. I want the sphere experience. Give me the sphere experience so I can get my next level up. And yeah, it just turned out that when when I eventually got to that point in the game, I was the right level to be killing things. Mm-hmm. And, and and these these days, even 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 more so, I get to, I get to that point earlier and earlier on because, you know, I know I know what there is to do in the in the in the world, and I'm I'm more than happy to to do those things whilst I'm there rather than coming mm-hmm. back when you get the freedom to go wherever you want. Donkey talks about this in his Dragon Quest Eleven review. He says about. It says that there are no um, random encounters and it's all overworld encounters and you can pretty much skip all of them if you want and the game doesn't punish you for it. And, and he says this until about two-thirds of the way through where he hit a brick wall and he had to go back and grind. Do you think that's a flaw in sort of in the JRPG experience? Uh, RPG grinds are or were no ah oh. so so it's it's an interesting one they sort of went out of style mm-hmm. sorry uh, sort of um towards the end of the ps2 era and then you know all the way through the ps3 era outside of things like demon souls and dark souls mm-hmm. you know that there there wasn't really this this element of of grinding it was more a case of uh the world scale to your level so that you were always fighting at the right level mm-hmm. but it seems to be coming more and more back into things especially with uh with roguelites where you know you you do have to grind to 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 push further on mm-hmm. but i've just got one more question dan okay i've got one more question for you Knowing me, knowing my taste in games, what's the one thing you would say to convince me to play Final Fantasy X? There is a character who has a dress that is made out of 100% belts. <laughs> just, the, uh, just the one character? Just the one character. There is also another character who's wearing a G-string, uh, obviously. Uh, and then obviously there's the uh, the cute main character who has got one eye that's blue and one eye that's green. Oh no, that's done it. The, oh the... yeah, yeah. It's this is this is a game filled filled with Sam eligible waifus. Oh, wonderful. The you know the 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 skimpy the skimpy belt dresses and G-strings. I can I can. Give or take, but the cute, you know, the 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 cute main character with the with the two different coloured eyes, 
Yeah, I'll take that. There's also there's also a main character who, through most of the game, walks with his arm sort of holstered in a sling until he has to use his giant sword, and then he uses it. Yeah, so very anime. I love it. Oh, it's it is it is a hundred percent Japan. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Um, I think I think that's all I've I've got for questions is there anything you wanted to say to uh to wrap it up um if you are going to be playing the game uh i would definitely recommend uh one of the remastered builds um either uh something or something um you can you can generally pick it up for about 20 quid either either on playstation or xbox store or on steam um it is worth sticking with and even though i have mentioned a couple of plot points there are there is more than enough story in there to to keep you hooked i mean we we didn't even go into the whole uh overarching pseudo christian religion that's in there no which is just quite simply one of the best interpretations of uh, man versus religion that you will ever see. Should we wrap it up? Yes. Please sub subscribe. Yes. Sub press. I'm I'm pointing towards the subscribe button here. Okay. Press that. Is that where and it Sam is? is now going to? That that's where it is. Right okay. here. Okay. Uh, and then Sam is now going to point towards the bell, which you should click so that you get a, a notification whenever we post. The bell's a new video. definitely down there. I think. I think the subscribe button might be down there as well. But the subscribe no, button. No, no, the subscribe button. Subscribe button's right here. It's right here. Okay, if you say so. I mean, if it's not, then you'd blame the editor. So. I see what he's doing. I'm making more work for you. <laughs> Right, subscribe if you like this. Leave us a like if you like it. Leave us a dislike if you don't. If you dislike it, um, leave us a leave us a comment if you comment it. Leave us a comment if you comment it. What do you think of Final Fantasy X? Have you played it? Has this convinced you to play it? If you haven't, and we'll see you on the next one. Next time. See you later. Bye. Roses, roses, just, just shown FA. Red. She's like violet is the blue. She's like, oh, you're done. I heard the outro playing. Does that mean you're finished? <laughs>